on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field, here's Dominic Catronio. They needed a sweep and they got it. 2-0 against the Giants today. They are done with the NL West until the final series of the year with the Diamondbacks. It's good to be home. 20 of the final 26 at home. Well, two down with two victories. Hi, everybody. I'm Dominic Catronio. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Would love your participation tonight. This was a lot to unpack. Doubleheader with headlines, good, bad, and ugly. 855-616-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Again, 855-616-1620. And you can always tweet me at Dom underscore Catronio. We'll be with you for just about an hour. We'll be going all the way to 11 o'clock tonight. Look, there's a lot to unpack from this one. Doubleheader, winning both games. Corbin Burns, is he back? A 2-1 to victory with 14 strikeouts over eight strong innings from Corbin Burns in game one. Devin Williams slams the door then. And then the opposite happens in game two. Freddie Peralta exits in the third due to shoulder fatigue. And then the bullpen carries the rest of the way for the Brew Crew, and Taylor Rogers slams the door in the top of the ninth inning for the Brewers to win 4-2 to two in game number two. They are now 73-65, and 65, and they are in the standings two and a half games back, but essentially three and a half games back for that last wildcard spot because the Phillies did lose tonight. They lost a wacky one of the Marlins. They were leading entering the ninth inning, but they blow the save. They lose 6-5, to five, and now they get ready for a weekend series starting tomorrow with the Nationals. So they'll have an easier opponent, whereas the Padres, they're getting ready for the Dodgers coming up starting tomorrow. The Padres were idle tonight, so right now the third wild card spot belongs to the Phillies. Again, 2.5 up on the Brewers, essentially 3.5. Then San Diego is in that second wild card spot. They're only a half game up on the Phillies as they enter play tomorrow. 855-616-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talking text line once again. Uh, we did just get breaking news from the clubhouse about Freddie Peralta as he was lifted with right shoulder fatigue. And the word is he will be going back on the injured list. And remember, the Brewers still have to figure out what they're going to do with Eric Lauer. They have not placed him on the injured list yet. He described his arm as feeling like jello after Wednesday's game in Colorado. TBD of how long he's going to miss. They believe that was fatigue and muscle-related as well, not so much structure and elbow-related. We will await more news because he was seeing doctors today here in Milwaukee. So the Brewers are currently down two starters in the midst of having their best start of the year from Corbin Burns. The good news is there are two off days coming up, Monday and Thursday. They're in a stretch of the schedule that they can withstand a four-man rotation for another 10 days or so. And then they'll need to figure out what to do coming in down the stretch for the final 18 or so games. That's down the road. The Brewers got what they needed out of the pitching today. 27 total strikeouts out of the 54 outs. So, I mean, a game's worth of outs were strikeouts today in the doubleheader. Elite stuff. Fantastic. And especially against a team, the Giants, that are in the top five in all of baseball in chase rate. They don't swing and miss all that often. So the Brewers got it done against San Francisco, a team that's had their number this season. They snatched them back back in April in the one-off that was here at American Family Field against Corbin Burns. Jock Peterson hit two homers in that game. 
Uh, and then, of course, the tough series at the end of the first half, losing three out of four when they had a chance to win game two. That was the insane meltdown by Josh Hader with the grand slam by Yastrzemski. And then the ghost balk called in the Saturday game. And then they lost Sunday's game. But the Brewers had an opportunity to win this season series. Instead, they lose it by one to the Giants. Nonetheless, they move on. And they get ready for the Cincinnati Reds coming to town before their off day coming up on Monday. They are certainly in it, to say the least. And jumping into the text line here, Doug agrees. Amazing that they are still in this. They now have a chance to win four or five in a row with the Reds coming in. They certainly like to tease us, but I'm starting to see a little light. But now these injuries could be their downfall. I agree, Doug. It all is going to depend on how the Brewers bounce back from these injuries to their starting rotation. The good news is Corbin Burns is rolling. The good news is Brandon Woodruff is rolling. But your next most consistent starter, Eric Lauer, looks like he's going to miss at least one start. And you're going to rely on Jason Alexander and Adrian Hauser to get through at least one, maybe two times through the rotation before you decide of what you have. Also remember, Aaron Ashby is on the mend. He's going to throw off the mound this weekend for the first time uh, since going on the injured list with forearm fatigue, or with elbow fatigue, excuse me. And the Brewers will have to figure out do they want him to be a swingman in the bullpen or do they want to put him back in the starting rotation. Decisions lurk in that regard with only 24 games to go for the rest of the season. 855-616-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. The Brewers sweep a doubleheader. Some more texts here as well. It ain't over till the fat lady sings. I think the Brewers get the wild card and still think they can pull the rug out from under the Cardinals. Now, the Cardinals did lose today. Uh, I don't know about pulling the rug out from under the Cardinals. They're still nine games back of them with only four more games head-to-head. I think all of the energy is being spent looking at the wild card right now for the Brewers. That's their most likely route. And the help is that the Brewers, they're about to hit their tough part of the schedule after the Reds. So they'll play two more with the Cardinals next week, three against the Yankees, three against the Mets, and then they won't see another team above 500 for the rest of the season. Granted, that does include the Diamondbacks, who have been playing better baseball as of late. It does include a four-game series with the Marlins, who have maybe the NL Cy Young and Sandy Alcantara and another great arm in Pablo Lopez. You'll also have to go to Cincinnati for four games. It's not going to be easy. And he's, you got, as I said, you got four more games with the Cardinals as well. Plenty more to get to. Just getting going. We'll be with you for a full hour tonight. Brewers Extra Innings rolling on after the news here on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. One-two delivery. Here comes Rogers. Hey! Struck him out! And he strikes out the side. To nail this one down, Taylor Rogers, Yastrzemski, B.R., and Davis all via the strikeout route. The Hall of Famer Bob Buecher on the call for the final out of Game 2. Brewers win both games of the doubleheader today. 2-1 to one in the first one and 4-2 to two in the second one. As uh, they gain some ground on the wild card race, they also gain ground on the Cardinals. I misspoke a second ago. A texture reminds me that it's eight eight-game deficit for the Brewers in the Central. Nonetheless, a very steep hill to climb still for the Brew Crew. We've got a lot to get to here with Freddie Peralta's injury, but let, let's start with Corbin Burns, though, because this is somebody that coming into the day had really been scuffling over his last handful of starts. He only had a total of 13 strikeouts 
over his last three starts. That spanned a total of 15 and a third innings. And today, in eight innings, he gets 14 strikeouts. Tremendous work from the reigning Cy Young Award winner. He needed that. It was also his ninth time this year he has had double-digit strikeouts. That ties Ben Sheets for the Brewers' single-season record for a pitcher to have nine double-digit strikeout games. And as you count out the days remaining, he maybe has four, or probably has four, maybe five more starts in him. As you count out the days, every fifth day is what you'd figure. With only three more off days, you wonder how they can fit it in for Corbin Burns and how it's going to work out for him. But Corbin Burns now a 21 career, double-digit strikeout games. That furthers his franchise record, passing Giovanni Gallardo earlier this year. Three past him now. He's also now the new NL leader in strikeouts. He's up to 214, only four back of the overall MLB lead held by Garrett Cole of the Yankees. Great work from Corbin Burns. The big thing for Corbin today was the cutter. My goodness, to see him click back into mode, into Cy Young mode with that cutter, was all the difference in the world. He threw 60 total cutters in this game, in game one. 60. 51 of them were strikes. Incredible stuff from Corbin Burns. 12 swings and misses on the cutter. 26 total swings and misses the third time this year. He's had at least 26 swings and misses in a game. I mean, it was one of those performances where you sit back and say, my goodness, that dude's the best pitcher on the planet. They know a cutter is coming, and there's still nothing they can do about it. What a moment for him. What a great, great job by the pitching staff as a whole. Once again, the number 27 strikeouts of the 54 outs. Tremendous. How do you keep offenses at bay? Make sure they don't make contact. Get strikeouts. What do you want to talk about? 855-616-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Once again, 855-616-1620, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. As things stand right now, if you count out every fifth day for Corbin Burns, he next would pitch against the Cardinals. And remember, he has been dominant against St. Louis this season in his three starts. He's only allowed one run uh, in his, I believe it's 20 innings pitched this season against St. Louis. So he's matched up with them likely next Wednesday after the off day, uh, next Wednesday night in St. Louis. Then you count out the fifth day out again would be against the Mets the following Monday uh, because of the off day. But maybe they move him up a day against the Yankees. Or no, they wouldn't do that because that would only be four days. Never mind. It would be the Mets, I beg your pardon, on uh, Monday the 19th for his next two starts, once against St. Louis and once against New York. And they're going to need every start they get out of Corbin Burns as he is now 10-6. and six. His ERA is back under three now. And the Brewers get back on track into the way they needed their Cy Young Award winner to pitch. How about the bullpen, though, in Game 2? Despite Freddie Peralta having to be pulled early in this game, the bullpen, after all the turmoil in Colorado... Steps up huge. Peter Strzelecki, two scoreless innings on a drop of a hat to say, hey, you're in, you know, when Freddie Peralta was injured in the third. Hobie Milner, an inning in two-thirds with a pair of strikeouts. He gets his ninth hold. Brad Boxberger, yes, he allowed a run, but that was it. Gets his 26th hold of the year in a scoreless inning. Matt Bush got a four-out hold uh, for the final out of the seventh and then had the eighth inning. Yes, he allowed the home run to Jock Peterson. And then Taylor Rogers. 31st save of the season, slamming the door, striking out the side against the Giants. To have two all-star closers 
Taylor Rogers and Devin Williams available. Days like today, it's really, really helpful. The Brewers only had two doubleheaders this season, and yet they sweep both of them. Great work by them to get the job done earlier in the year against the Cubs, and now they do it against the Giants. For Milwaukee, the offense didn't do a whole lot. Only nine hits total in the uh, six runs scored. What they looked for in this one was timely hitting. In the first game, they were 2-for-4 with runners in scoring position. In the second game, they were 0-for-8. We'll talk about timely hitting. We'll talk about what needs to be done for the Brewers' offense moving forward in just a little bit. We'll return with Craig Kishon on the other side of this break on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. Now the pitch. Renfro bouncer to third and off the glove of Longoria. Two runs are going to score. It is 2-0 Brewers. Evan Longoria, veteran infielder, veteran third baseman. He wanted to get that one out of the glove before it got to the glove. Hey, everybody's human, and the Brewers will take it. That's how the scoring started for the Brewers in the first inning of Game 2. They would play three runs in the first after Hira added a sack fly, and it really carried them for most of the game as they sweep a doubleheader today over the Giants. 855-616-1620, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line. If you want to join in on the show, you can text us, you can call us. Right now, we go to the phone lines with our good friend Craig Kishan joining the show. Craig, I know you just finished up on the air with our friends at Valley Sports Wisconsin. For To simply put it, a, a doubleheader sweep, it's so hard to do, but quite frankly, the Brewers needed it. I don't think it's quite far enough away to say, like, how important this doubleheader sweep is going to be because it puts the Brewers firmly back legitimately in this wild card race. Do you have the same feelings of how important these two wins were? Yeah, for sure. I'm dumb. I mean, I'm looking at these, uh, these two games today almost as a must win. I mean, the, the giants have been scuffling. Uh, they've been terrible on the road in the, since the all-star break. I mean, um, you know, we, we've said it a few times about, uh, certain teams the Brewers have been matched up against here over the last month or so, mainly in their division, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, and Chicago, and not being able to take advantage uh, of your superiority over over those teams. And, and this is one they had to have. Plus, your backs are against the wall to top it off, in my opinion. I mean, you have, you have 26 games coming into tonight uh, to make up basically five games, and that's that's sometimes insurmountable, and um, the only way you can do it is to pick up the doubleheader sweep. You need some help from somebody else. You get it in the top of the ninth from the Marlins uh, pulling the upset uh, in Philadelphia. So all of a sudden, you're like, hey, you pick up the doubleheader sweep. You just want to stay in this thing, but you picked up a game and a half in basically eight hours, um, and so that, that's got to make you feel really good. Yeah, in the former Cup. David Robertson, who the Phillies acquired at the trade deadline this year, blew the save for the Phillies as they await Sir Anthony Dominguez to return from the injured list. Uh, They're already without Corey Knable for the rest of the year. So the Phillies have some stuff that they got to deal with for the rest of the season as far as the back end of their bullpen, and they got Nick Castellanos on the injured list right now. They're suddenly not hitting, and there's a lot of things going on in Philly than in San Diego. I mean, where do you want to begin with San Diego? Every team in this race has some sort of flaw that they have to rise above in this wild card race. But I don't know if you share the same feeling here as me, that 
I truly believe this wild card race is going to come down to that final week of the season. This is not over because now San Diego's getting ready for Los Angeles. Uh, the Phillies still have six games head-to-head with the Braves. The, all of these teams have difficulties lying ahead for their schedules, and anybody can gain ground coming up in this schedule. Well, you're right, and, and you look at all the teams that the Brewers have you know, remaining on their schedule um, – Really, the Cardinals are the only ones that are still playing kind of lights out right now. And, you know, I don't know how you feel about this either, but, you know, it's my belief. And I think a lot of people uh, at some point you think they're going to come down to earth just a little bit. And you still have four games against them. Uh, The Mets have scuffled. Uh, We know that you still have three games against them. The Yankees have been up and down. You still have the three games against uh, them as well. You got the Reds coming to town this weekend, um, and you still have some games left against Miami too. So, I mean, you you, you look at any of this and you say, nobody's going to keep playing at the level the Cardinals have, that's for sure. Nobody's going to keep playing at the level the Braves did to get right back in the in the East the way they were able to do. Somebody else has to scuffle a team or two along the line, and, and um, the Brewers have certainly gone through their scuffles, that's for sure. They're the ones, in my opinion, that are due to start playing some good baseball. You know, win, win 8 of 10, uh, whatever the case has to be. But um, it, it had to start tonight with that doubleheader sweep. Let's get to a, a brighter note as well. How fun is it to watch peak Corbin Burns pitch? This looked like 2021 Corbin Burns. This looked like April Corbin Burns. He needed this. The Brewers needed this. But I think he needed it more just to get his psyche back with that cutter. That was the best I think I've ever, including last season, seen his cutter be that effective. How important was that start from him? Well, it was huge. Uh, there's no question about it. And, and I, you know, you know me, I like to look at the timing of performances, either from young guys, are they, are they stepping up, or from guys like Corbin Burns that have now been there before and pitched well enough for a full season to win the Cy Young Award. It is September. It is the first game of a doubleheader. Your team is in dire straits for a victory after a woeful West Coast trip for seven games. Uh, and and he clearly put that team on his back. It was almost like it didn't matter if the Brewers batted. You just knew when he was out on the mound, uh, if it was a one-run game, it didn't matter. Uh, he was going to win that one for the Brewers. It was really good to see him go eight innings um, and, and have Williams come in and finish things up. But you're right, the cutter was back. Um, I, I think it was the best it was all season for sure. And, um, you know, he hadn't been pitching well the last three or four games at all. And so to be able to turn things around, uh, he was determined. You could just tell. And those are the kind of guys you want pitching in September and October. The, the downside, though, is you get a great performance from Corbin and you lose Freddie Peralta. In my opinion, and this is me speaking, and if listeners have a say in this, 855-616-1620 is the Accident Mortgage Talking Text Line. This is me saying, shut it down with Freddie. There's no sense in jeopardizing something major. He was hitting 87, 88 with the fastball. This dude was 95 earlier in the year. I am fine with shutting him down because I do not want to risk a guy that is the long-term future of the Brewers, especially beyond 2023, 
with a shoulder injury because shoulders are a little different than elbows, as you know, Craig. How do you feel and what do you worry about if Freddy Peralta is going to be out for the rest of the season? We don't know that yet, but we do know he's going on the IL. Well, I mean, there's, you know, there's a couple of things. I, I, I think, you know, the way he was able to bounce right back when he came off the uh, injured list um, originally, uh, you were like, wow, he came back a little earlier than, than we all thought he was going to. He was uh, very effective. Uh, that curveball was singing. And then all of a sudden, the last couple of the starts, we saw that velocity uh, just drop a bit. I, I think that it raised enough eyebrows and it was down low enough at times, you know, in this game where before they even took him out, you're going, all right, you get, you get that final strikeout uh, to uh, end that first inning at, uh, at 94. And then he comes in 86, 87, and he slowly built himself back up to maybe 91, 92, and then comes out and, and has that initial walk in the third inning. Um, look, he's going on the 15-day disabled list. There's 24 games to go. So the math rate there uh, doesn't bode well for him coming back and being a contributing factor. If for some reason you can get him back uh, for the final couple of games in October to be a guy that if your season is on the line to make the playoffs, and if nothing else, Dom, he could help you out. Uh, as an opener for an inning, he could help you out uh, out of the bullpen uh, if you were in dire straits at some point. Um, that's the only way that I would use him, knowing there's you know the full off season to go. But as we talk tonight, I'd be largely surprised if he came back to pitch the rest of this season. I, I just would be almost shocked, to be honest with you. Yeah, there's too much at risk there. We got plenty more. Here on Brewers Extra Innings, we'll be with you until 11 o'clock tonight. More with Craig as well. Get your texts in, 855-616-1620. We'll talk about guys that uh, need to get things going offensively and uh, some of the guys that did well tonight. More to come here on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Here he comes again. Swing and a drive to left center and deep. Get up! Get up! Get off the wall! It is off the wall. Here is Arias turning third. He'll score on a long double by Garrett Mitchell. And the Brewers now lead 4-0. Garrett Mitchell needed that. That was in game two. It extended the Brewers' lead to 4-0 at the time. They ended up winning game two by a final of four to two. I'm Dominic Catronio. The Acunet Mortgage Talking Text Line, 855-616-1620. We still have Craig Gishon with us. I tell you, Garrett Mitchell needed that. He was one for his last 17 before that RBI double. But the offense did just enough in both games. They got a little bit of something from everybody. Christian Yelich, an RBI double in the first game, as well as Hunter Renfro. Renfro gets an RBI despite the error by Longoria in the first. Some walks, a ton of walks, really, in this game. What did you like from the offense? Yes, they only scored six runs total in the doubleheader, but what are you going to look at and say, you know what, they did a good job with this? Well, I think, you know, for the most part, uh, they didn't advance a lot of runners over, uh, but that's kind of their their storyline this season that, that it just, they just haven't been real good at doing that. But uh, tonight they were able to do it just enough. Um, I, I just, you know, in all honesty, I just saw this team – you know, clawing a little bit. And, and I think 
that's a good sign. Um, I also saw, you know, Craig Council say to his team, I'm going to mess around with this lineup for these two games. And uh, Yelich was not at the top of the lineup. They put him in a number three hole. Um, they they uh, knew that they were going to go up against uh, two lefty openers. So they used Brasso in the top of the order and pretty much said after that, you're going to be done for the game. And Jace Peterson's going to come in and hit from the other side of the plate and you know, I, I love Jace Peterson. Everything was everything seemed to be uh, well well placed uh, for what they could you know uh, muscle out of this one. So you know, look, Dom, we love the home runs, we love the gappers. Um, you know, there were enough guys that that did their part today. Garrett Mitchell needed a hit like nobody's business, and the the RBI double he came up with. Uh, maybe one of the hardest hit balls that we saw, you know, for the Brewers offense. And um, he, he needed that. Uh, he only has two hits against against right-handed pitchers, I think, in 23 at-bats. So um, those things got to start going back in his favor. But, um, you know, not, not, a, not a lot to glow about, but I think um, you just realize at the end of the day, uh, they pitched so well that the offense didn't need to do a ton, and hopefully they'll get the rest of the offense going here the rest of the weekend at home. And for the sake of the Brewers, winning a game without a home run, you know, that hasn't been a, a common yeah. sentence for them, not needing to hit the home run, which has been huge. Let's talk about how great the bullpen was, too. I mean, all of the, the trouble that they had in Colorado, uh, it's always a hard place to pitch. And people might get sick of hearing that, but it's the truth. It is a hard adjustment to make, especially when you've been pitching one way the entire season. But for Boxberger, Bush, and Rogers to get back on the horse, even Williams I'll throw in that regard too, to get back on the horse, be trusted by their manager, and get the job done in game two, even with some traffic on the bases behind them. Uh, I was really thrilled to see them build a little bit of confidence here down the stretch. What what make of that for you? Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, when any pitcher goes into uh, into Colorado, they are they are pitching, you know, out of their environment to start with, and so they're they're doing some some adjusting, and that's really hard to do basically on the fly. I mean, Devin Williams said that uh, on Friday night uh, when when he was in that save situation for Milwaukee out there. Uh, you know, he said the changeup. You had to grip it differently, had to spin it differently, and you don't you don't fully understand that till you get out there and and the game's on the line. So um, you know that's big. Uh, Rogers, uh, boy, he needed the bounce back as well. I, I I was really impressed with the way he came out of there uh, today and really looked like a dominant closer. I mean, he had, it was three up, three down, all in swinging strikes, and. Um, you can't ask for anything more out of a guy like that, especially after the way he was going um, in Colorado. I mean, those can be like emotionally and mentally crushing situations, uh, what he was going through. So um, the other thing, Dom, you, you hit it on the head. There was a lot of traffic still for these pitchers. Nothing nothing was easy for these relief pitchers. And they had to pick Freddie up, you know, in the third inning. Strzelecki did a really nice job when he came in that's not an easy thing to do as we know when a pitcher goes out injured and, and you don't know who's going in uh last second and it was he got the first call and he did a great job to set the tone for the rest of the, the game too i thought and for the brewers to hold jock peterson 
to one for six with a walk and the solo homer, but four strikeouts. I mean, sign me up for that any day when it comes to a doubleheader and what that guy has done in his history against the Brewers. They they held the main guys in check. They held Yastrzemski in check. They held Wade in check. 27 strikeouts. I mean, half the outs today were strikeouts for the Brewers pitching. This is what they were built on, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, you got 14 of those from, from Burns, which is – absolutely outstanding but you know the rest of the guys did their part you know if they need well here's the other thing Williams didn't it didn't have a strikeout in his save either so um that's highly unusual for for what we're used to seeing out of Devin Williams so um kudos to them I mean they they just pitched really well um and you're right if if Jock Peterson's going to hit a solo home run when his team is down three late in the game I will take that uh, swing versus uh, some of the other big ones he's had against uh, against his Spur team in his history. That's for sure. Now their kryptonite awaits tomorrow. A left-handed starter, Nick Lodolo, who they have seen already this year from the Reds. Three games coming up over the weekend with Cincinnati. It's hard to sweep in the big leagues, but I'll leave you with this, Craig. Is a sweep kind of the expectation at this point? The Reds have been playing better baseball as of late, but does this doubleheader sweep give you hope that they can rattle off a five in a row and sweep the Reds coming up this weekend well I I I sure hope so you know Dom and but you know you look at the pitching matchup too in this one and uh you know you got Jason Alexander going tomorrow uh you got Hauser going on on Saturday and you've got Woody going on uh to close things out and if you can get one out of the next two for sure and and put your ball club on Woody's arm on Sunday and at least take you got to take the series minimum and we all understand that and then you just hope you just hope that the stars can align like they did tonight when you get two wins um, that the teams that you're chasing are also going to lose so you can at least pick up some ground along the way but uh, hey I'll take the sweep I really will but the starting pitching staff is is going to have to regroup uh, losing Lauer and Peralta in consecutive days. That's going to be a major challenge. We'll hear more about Eric Lauer's injury tomorrow. He's awaiting further consultation after his MRI today. Doesn't sound like it's anything serious, though, according to the clubhouse. And then Freddie Peralta will be going on the 15-day IL after being pulled in the third inning tonight. Craig Kishon, you're a busy man. Thanks for joining us here on Brewers Extra Innings, and we'll catch your coverage this weekend, yes? Sounds good, my man. Thank you. Awesome. Craig Kishan joining us on BEI. More to come here. 855-616-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. If you want to join in on the show, we'll be with you until the top of the hour. Up next, we're going to hear from the man in charge after a doubleheader sweep. Craig Council's comments after the game coming up on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. Now the pitch. Swinging and a fly to right. It's deep, it's playable on the warning track and caught by Wade. Yelich will score easily. On to second goes Hunter Renfro. Give Keston Hira his 30th RBI on that long fly to right. Sack fly in the first made it 3-0 crew in game two. That's all the runs they needed. They won the game by a final of 4-2. All thanks to the pitching staff today. The Brewers had great work from their arms. Corbin Burns really set the tone with those 14 strikeouts. One shy of a career high for him 
Uh, he also didn't have a walk. He did hit a batter, but 14 strikeouts, 26 whiffs. He was dominant. The bullpen was dominant in game two. Let's hear from the manager himself praising his arms and stepping to the plate in a massive way for the Brew. I think, no, just just first, just pleased with the pitching as a whole. I mean, they, they pitched great. Um, uh, you know, everybody chipped in. Um, everybody played a part in it. So, you know, on a day where it was going to be tough, tough getting through it um you know i thought everybody pulled their weight and um was really proud of how everybody performed how is freddie any update on yeah i mean we're we're it's it's the same symptoms um it's it's really just fatigue and uh that's just not letting them kind of get after it so to speak um not not having any pain necessarily but uh, we're, we're likely headed for an IL stint there to because we need to give him rest um, and, and strengthen him and and then get him back out there. Um, so nothing nothing new happened today. Um, just you know, as he went out there, saw the velocity dip a little bit in the second inning, and then um, just didn't think he should be pitching like that. Do you have any questions about sending him out? For the third, or was it that 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 that? Kind of no, it was nothing. Nothing new happened. Um, you know, yeah, we debated sending him out for the third, but nothing. Nothing new happened to that to the hitter. It was, uh, you know, I, I, we, what we didn't want is a situation where he gets into a situation where he has to make a big pitch, tries to do a little extra, and, and something happens. So, uh, no, nothing happened. But he needs rest at this point, and uh, we'll. we'll Likely have to give him that rest and um, and then get back at it. Luis, that play certainly looked scary when he got hit in the helmet. Just the conversation you all had with him immediately afterward. I guess he was well okay enough to stay, but just how? Was yeah, it? no, he, he yeah, scary, absolutely scary. Um, but uh, you know, he checked out, checked out good, ran the right direction, so we were good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I almost went right over my head. Corbin's Corbin's game would, would stand out on its own, but considering what happened with Freddie, like how much more valuable did that become? You know? Yeah, I mean, look when we, when you get eight innings in the first game of a doubleheader, I th- we were all excited about it for sure. But you know, in hindsight, um, it. it not only was a great performance, but it was the performance that we had to have to get through the day. Uh, so, yeah, it makes it that much more. But he was just—he was so sharp today. Um, it was—it was fun to watch because it was—it was you know th- three th- three strikes to a lot of th- three pitches to a lot of hitters. Um, you know, got established some stuff right away, and you can just tell how it was um, he was on point the rest of the day. Okay, this is early. You don't have to solve this tomorrow. But do you have some? Do you feel like you're covered depth-wise? If Freddie misses some starts, like you've already tapped a a fair portion of your your starting depth, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, I think. Um, look, at some point we'll have to answer those questions. I think uh, the, the schedule next week helps us out. Um, to, to get a little farther along there, and then, um, but. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna have some questions to answer probably when, probably next weekend um, is when we'll start to have to answer some questions about that. And this may also be impossible to answer now, but when you talk about an IL stint and a guy needing rest, and then you look at the calendar, I mean, is there a threat that that 
this could be it for Freddie this year, that he's just going to need the rest the rest of the way? Uh, that, that's not our mindset right now, and that's not Freddie's mindset right now. So, um that that's you know that's that's what I'd say. I think we're we're thinking this can be the the two weeks, but um, you know we've got to give him the rest, and then we'll see how it responds after some rest and some strengthening. What's your impressions of Garrett Mitchell? He had the big big double for an insurance run, and also you know struck out a bunch. So I, I know he's he's kind of learning on the fly a little bit. But what have you seen from him so far in his week plus? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's introduction to the big leagues, right? And it's, um, you know, it, it's a learning process. Um, you know, the, he hasn't had a ton of hits, but he's contributed. The hits have been big, uh, and he's had some big moments. So, you know, you just you keep learning. You keep getting better. Um, keep playing good defense um, and, and help keep helping us win games. Win games. That's the name of the game at this point in the season. They're two and a half back of the third wildcard spot, but it's essentially three and a half back because ending the season tied will do the Brewers no good. They do not hold the tiebreaker on either the Phillies or the Padres for the rest of the season. 24 to go. The home stretch is upon us. It's going to be a heck of a rally here down the stretch for the Brewers if they're going to make some noise. I think what the Brewers need, yes, they obviously need a winning streak. In fact, the Brewers haven't had a winning streak longer than five games all season long. And that five-game winning streak came back in April. So the Brewers need to prove, for one, that they can do it, that they can get past five wins. But even if it's, let's say it's 11 wins out of 13 games, that will work too. The Brewers need to send the message finally because they haven't gotten over the hump to the Padres or the Phillies since falling out of the wild card spot. They haven't shown, like, yep, we're here, we're for real. They haven't truly gotten back into the picture. They're lurking but they haven't gotten on the right side of the line to get back into the playoff picture. That's what the Brewers are going to need this weekend against the Reds. Three games coming up against Cincinnati before an off-day Monday, and then two games in St. Louis, the last two games of the year at Bush Stadium. Then there are another off-day coming up next Thursday before they return home for a massive homestand with the Yankees, the Mets, uh, and then the uh, Cardinals as well. So a lot to get to we got highlights coming up next from both games. What a great day of baseball for the Brew Crew. A long day, but they go 2-0. and oh. They sweep the Giants 2-1 to one and 4-2 to two in this doubleheader at American Family Field. We'll relive it next on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get up! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. Doubleheader, lots of baseball. The Brewers, quite frankly, needed two wins, and they got them in two very different ways. Corbin Burns were on the mound for game one of this contest, and what if I told you he actually allowed the first run of this doubleheader? It was back in the third inning with two outs and two strikes. Lamont Wade Jr., a broken bat, flaring the left. That got on base as uh, the first hit for the Giants. And then he scored on an RBI double with a full count against Mike Yastrzemski. So one nothing Giants with the Brewers would respond in the fourth. They went nine up and nine down to start the game against the Giants. But Christian Yelich came to the plate with a man on second trying to stay hot. Swing a line drive left center field. That is down past the dive of Yastrzemski. In to score is Peterson. Yelich stops at second. We're tied 1-1 on the double by Christian Yelich. 
Jeff Levering on the call. It will be the only hit in game one for Yelich, but it ties the game. Then just three pitches later, Hunter Renfro, he had a hitting streak snapped on the road. He's trying to start a new one at home. Swing and a fly ball down the left field line. This is trouble. Peterson back. It is over his head. And it's going to bounce over the fence for an automatic double. Hunter Renfro trades places with Christian Yelich, and the crew leads it 2-1. to one. In the meantime, after that double by Yastrzemski in the third, Burns was mowing down the Giants. At one point, he retired 13 in a row, racking up strikeouts in the process. 3-2 pitch. Struck him out. Went to the curveball. Blocked by Narvaez. Peterson gives himself up. That's the 14th strikeout for Burns. Five straight strikeouts as well. He came one shy of a career high in K's. Maybe some thought that he was going to go back out for the ninth, but after 100 pitches, he came straight in, shook Craig Council's hand, shook his pitching coach's hand. So they handed it to Devin Williams for the ninth inning, going for the save against the Giants. And the 2-2. Swing of the liner, right at Luis Arias. And this one is over. Played perfectly with the switch, the shift, and he hits a line drive right at Luis Arias, and the Brewers take game one. Corbin Burns earned his 10th win of the season, going eight strong again with 14 strikeouts and no walks. Now we move on to game two. Once again, the Giants were relying on an opener. Alex Young started the game, and it could not have started worse for him. A leadoff walk to Mike Brasso. A single the other way by Willie Adamas. Another walk by Yelich. Loaded the bases for Hunter Renfro. Now the pitch. Renfro bouncer to third and off the glove on Longoria. Two runs are going to score. It is 2-0 Brewers. Evan Longoria. Veteran infielder, veteran third baseman. He wanted to get that one out of the glove before it got to the glove. The Hall of Famer Bob Euchre on the call, and I think Evan Longoria would tell you 99 times out of 100 he makes that play, and that was the one, and the Brewers took it. They added a sack fly in that inning from Keston Hira. They were up 3-0 handing it to Freddie Peralta, but Freddie would exit in the third inning with what the Brewers called right shoulder fatigue, the same reason his start was pushed back here to Thursday. So he's headed for the I.L. The bullpen had to step up and try to keep the Brewers ahead in this game. And they did a great job. Peter Streslecki, two scoreless innings. Hobie Milner, an inning and two-thirds scoreless. Brad Boxberger was faced with a jam, though, in the sixth. Here it is. Lined into center, playable, and caught to end the inning. Boxberger ends it. Giants get nothing. He leaves two runners stranded in the sixth. He would allow a run in the seventh after a lucky bounce triple off the wall in right field for Mike Jastrzemski. But nonetheless, Brad Boxberger pitched very, very well. The Brewers, though, were looking for some insurance in the bottom of the sixth inning, and an unlikely source provided it. Here he comes again. Swing and a drive to left center and deep. Get up! Get up! Get off the wall! It is off the wall. Here is Arias turning third. He'll score! On a long double by Garrett Mitchell. And the Brewers now lead 4-0. It's not a double, but he'll still ring the bell for that RB. Or not a homer, I should say. It's still ring the bell for that double. 
for Garrett Mitchell. And the Brewers ring the bell with all of the wins today. And you can ring the bell, too. You don't have to wait until Christmas time to drop money in the Salvation Army Red Kettle. Donate now at samilwaukee.org. Fast forward to the ninth. The Brewers up 4-2 to at this point. Taylor Rogers trying to avenge some demons from the road trip in Colorado against a former division rival when he was with the Padres, seeing the Giants once again trying to slam the door. One, two, delivery. Here comes Rogers. Hey, struck him out. And he strikes out the side to nail this one down. Taylor Rogers, Yastrzemski, PR, and Davis via the strikeout route. And that is the sound of a double-header sweep. The Brewers improve their record to 73-65. and 65. The Giants fall to seven games under 500. they are now 65-72. and 72. We'll wrap things up on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. <laughs> Brewers sweep a double-header. They needed it. Now they get ready. For the Cincinnati Reds coming to town starting tomorrow, a three-game weekend series. Coverage will begin at 6.30, or excuse me, at 6 o'clock tomorrow with Brewers warm-up with Greg Matzik. I'll be back tomorrow night with Brewers extra innings. First pitch is scheduled for 7.10 with Jason Alexander on the mound against left-hander Nick Lodolo for the Reds. Jason got to see his uh, older brother Scott get the start today as the opener in game one of the doubleheader uh, against the Giants. The two actually delivered the lineup cards for the second contest, which was a really cool moment for the brothers. Two sets of brothers in this game, the Alexanders and the Rogers. That was a, a fun moment, uh, a very rare event in baseball history. So again, coverage beginning tomorrow against the Reds at 6 o'clock with the warm-up with Greg Matzik. Then the uh, on-deck show will take you at 6.35, first pitch at 7.10. Then I'll be back tomorrow night with Brewers Extra Innings. To answer a quick question here to wrap up the show from the text line, puzzled by the adding a game for the tiebreaker, isn't that covered by the half game? No, because the Brewers have actually played one more game than the Phillies, so that's where the half game currently comes in, being technically two and a half games back in record. But they're truly three and a half games back because all the games, there's not going to be a half at the end of the season. Everyone's going to play 162. So essentially, if you end up tied, that's not good enough. So if you end up with gaining the two games that you need to gain and you end up tied in the record, that's not good enough. You're essentially three games back, which means you would catapult Philly or San Diego for that last spot because you need to have the outright record uh, to claim that wild card spot to get into the postseason. Hope that clears things up for Brewers fans listening. That'll do it for us here on Brewers Extra Innings. For our engineer back in our studios, Justin Pottinger, and for everybody who's tuned in, I'm Dominic Catronio. Until next time, keep on swinging.